ladies and gentlemen. Once again, it is the Mason and French show featuring Lady T, a.k.a. Ms. T. Hey, guys. As well as that dude called you, a.k.a. El Juperino. In the building. As well as the Black Hand of Mike, a.k.a. The Transporter. Yeah. Also featuring the president of the National Cannabis Political Party, Sofita. Hey, hey. As well as Redman, a.k.a. The man who switches speeds like Bruce Lee riding a Fuji in the movie. Hey, bone appetite. <laughs> Welcome to the Mason and Fred show. I cannot. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, y'all? yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, this is a special day because we have uh, like real people on the show and not just us crazy people that are always here. Hey, true that, real true people. that. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Got a question for you, Miss Avita. Yes. How did this National Cannabis Political Party come to be? Uh, well, it came to be after uh, much thought and consideration, and also because we were told we couldn't do it. And so that's like a sure fire way for us to say, okay, now we're going to prove to you that we can. Uh, my Damon Jackson, who was also my dad, he talked to Redman, had a conversation with him, and said, you know, we're thinking about doing this. And then, of course, he runs everything by me, usually. And I'm just like, of course, we're going to do it. So back in January of this year, uh, we put in the application and sent all the information that's required from the FEC. And then I want to say it was no more than a week, a week and a half later, we had gotten an email that we were approved. Wow. And oh, it was... Man. That's awesome. It was pretty, it was pretty surreal. And... Uh, Damon kept calling the FEC asking them if it was real so much so they were saying okay do you want us to take it back because gotcha. it's, it's it's real so it was it was just one of those moments where it's like you're just staring at your computer screen like is this really what I think it is so it was just one of those things that it's like a memory I'll never forget and Red was just like ecstatic about it and wanted to know, okay, well, what, what are we going to do next? So here we are now, you know, several months later, a lot of conversations, a lot of, you know, connections made, a lot of love and support from the gate. So it's it's just a beautiful thing. That's that's the best way I can describe it. Hell yeah, because when we met you guys, it was, it was something brand new for us, you know, because we never heard anything about this before. And, you know, when Andrew had the Captain America shield, you know what I mean? That's what made me get, you know, got, got my attention. We had to holler at him and see what was going on with this. Yes, absolutely. And that's true, you know, shout out to Andrew Barringer. Um, <clears throat> in true fashion, that's what we do. Like, we're very uh, unorthodox in some, you know, senses because we try to do things to engage and show people that we're here, but to also engage in very, um, good conversation about how people feel, you know, what did they think when they first heard about us? You know, it's, it's not something that everyone's going to understand or that everyone may even agree with. Some people may say, well, you know, we don't need an, another political party. Oh, or yes, we, we don't do. really need politics mm. when it comes to cannabis. I think we need but, lots, lots and lots of that. <laughs> huh. 
Yes, but the problem is there's nothing but politics that's around cannabis. So why shouldn't there be a political party that represents cannabis on a federal level and that gets the voice of the people involved to where we can really impact the legislation and policy? Because there's a lot going on in every state that are seeing similar issues that are not being addressed, especially when it comes to criminal justice reform and social justice. So there's a lot that needs to be done. It's a lot of work, but I believe that collectively as a unit, we can definitely get it done. So being a political party now, you can invite people to you or you can go to people officially, you know, like getting candidates or or talking to candidates. (laughs) Yes, we actually can put up candidates. We can put up a president. We can put up, you know, representatives, senators. So it is that kind of situation. So right now we are looking into you know, different candidates, seeing what their platform is, how they've supported cannabis and, you know, how they've helped move the industry forward. So that's why we always say we support candidates who support cannabis and definitely are for the people, because that's something that we are very adamant about sending that message out there that we are by the people, for the people and completely about the people. So is this uh, the sort of thing that you're going to spend the next however many years pretty much trying to connect with political people that are in existing parties and try to help push push them for cannabis? Or are you going to attempt to start entire groups of candidates that are pro-cannabis along with a number of other issues? I would say both sides because because cannabis is not partisan. It's not a Democratic issue. It's not a Republican issue. So I think that we need everyone's like when people say all hands on deck, this is that situation. I know there are candidates that are out there that may not necessarily support cannabis, but I believe that comes with education because there are a lot of candidates that do not know enough about cannabis to even make a very an educated or informed decision about how they feel about the plant. So I think that is something that's needed. And that is actually something we're working very heavily on in providing that education, sitting down, having a conversation and giving them the right information about the plant and not just the stigmas and the things that have been spread about cannabis that are not true. So we have to make sure that people understand the plant and understand all the medicinal benefits, how it's helped people and hear people's stories. There's a lot of stories of how this plant has miraculously helped improve people's quality of life that has helped with certain chronic illnesses and diseases. So those things are important, including clinical research studies that can be presented to show these individuals that this is what cannabis really is and not what you've heard about it. Cool, because I've heard that the thing that really stops the study for the medicinal part of cannabis is that it's still on schedule one. That's the big reason, man. I yeah. Think. And I think the big problem that they would have, you know, getting it removed from schedule one because it's all political is, you know, big pharma, mm-hmm. big tobacco, alcohol and privatized presence. Well, and all that know? stuff is what got it criminalized in the first place. Yeah. Right. And ahead of federal legalization, there, there's a lot of work that has to happen now. And the problem is that it's some people feel that it may, it's a good thing for it to be legalized federally, but it's so many things that still need to happen before that comes because 
What I'm afraid of is that once federal legalization happens, you're going to have all these big corporate interests that are going to come into the yeah. space and dominate the market. It's going to push all the little guys out. It's going to make it even that much harder to get licensed or to do business in the space. So there's a lot of pieces that need to be put in place to safeguard that because the same way that they have, uh, you know, legislation against you know antitrust and you know keeping people keeping healthy competition in the market those are things that need to happen for the cannabis industry as well it's still very young we know cannabis has been around forever but as far as an emerging market it's still a very young industry so there's still a lot that has to be done to make sure that that happens especially being that we're in the beginning stages it's only been you know several years since it's been in the leap on the legal side of things so we have to make sure that we impact and influence the policy going forward so that it's equitable for everybody hell yeah that's what i'm talking about because i want to see small growers have like a major ability to at least help themselves make a little extra money hell like, even small businesses can well but that. i mean yeah. every every individual every, grower yeah. should be like a small business for themselves like if i can grow five plants in the backyard over summer and sell it in fall and make five extra thousand dollars for myself like i should be allowed to do that in a legal way where as long as my chronic tests nice and clean up to whatever the standard of a uh, sellable product should be in the state like anybody should be allowed to do that like i want to see everybody being able to help themselves because cannabis is such a growable thing you can just just do it yeah pay attention read a couple books and you can grow some great wheat right which is why in a lot of states that you know didn't at first have home growth the people push for that and i think it does it's a some people may not look at it that way, but it's a civil rights issue. People should have the power to choose their own medicine. They yes. should have yes. the ability to choose what is best for their life and how they would like to use cannabis. No one should be able to control or dictate that. So it, when you think about it that way, it, it'll begin to change people's perspective and why we have to get involved politically and make sure that these things happen because you have just one group of people dictating for everyone what's best or saying you know well this is a schedule one substance how like how do you put cannabis and heroin in the same like yeah. sentence or conversation like that is wild to me so that's that read for madness it, it's a lot it's a lot of work that that i can't stress that enough and that's why we're asking everyone for their support in many different ways it's beyond donations it's beyond raising money it's getting involved in the communities, engaging the community, educating them, giving the tool, them the tools and resources to be able to learn how to fight effectively, to learn how to go and lobby during lobbying days. Like these are all things that are going to be instrumental in really making this movement a very powerful one. And I don't think there'll ever be a time like this in history that we have right now to do that. Definitely not. Definitely not. Because everybody knew how to make booze, and then they made it against the law, and then they brought yeah. it back. And nobody's known how to do much of anything. Well, actually, let me take that back. They were making all kinds of medicine in the 1800s that had cannabis in it, along with a number of other things. So we've really gotten away from, like, the old school mentalities. But those were bad drugs. They just had cannabis in there with the opium, with the fucking, you know, the laden and all that stuff that would really fuck people up. Everybody's like, oh, well, I can lay in bed and not feel anything for like six weeks till I'm dead. Uh. But 
<laughs> cannabis just makes, you know, like I had a hernia mesh in me that was uh, crushing my vast efforts and my balls hurt every day for two years. So cannabis did a whole lot for me to keep me from, uh, you know, uh, ceasing to exist. If that's, if that's, you know, like it was, it was dark, dark times. And cannabis is one of the few things that really helped get me through that. So to me, it, it became all the much more important in regard to the medicinal side. Once I actually started using it for medicine, I was just fortunate to have been an old school head and was like, yeah, I can eat this 100 milligram TKO gummy and, and not lose my mind and, and be fine. And, you know, maybe people with less tolerances would have to eat less in order to or eat more. S- subdue the same amount of pain or maybe more. Like got problems. My homie to Jew unit has problems, was- right? So, you know, if he can feel his feet, he's, he's annoyed with the day. Yeah, I need more. <laughs> Well, I mean, and it's stories like yours that there's so many, you know, I'm a can of mom, I'm a caregiver, and I have a three-year-old daughter that was born with a a congenital heart defect that is pretty rare, and it was also uh, one of the more severe ones. So she ended up having uh, two open-heart surgeries by the time she was five months old. Oh, wow. The second one... At five months old, she had a full heart transplant. So mm. it's been three years since her transplant. I've been using cannabis for her, uh, CBD and CBG, and it has helped improve her quality of life, like, drastically. That's like, great. she eats very well. That's one of the biggest issues with cardiac kids is that they don't have an appetite. And that can land them in the hospital or send them home with a G-tube. And uh, I didn't want my daughter to have to go through any of those things. And then I just wanted to try to make things easier for her as much as possible because I didn't want her to have to take, you know, opioids or pain Mm -hmm. medications. I've seen how children withdraw off of these uh, medications and it's ugly. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that you want to see your child go through after having two, you know, surgeries that could have been life threatening because we all know that. There are complications even that comes with having, you know, a major surgery, like open heart surgery. So just seeing how she's done and how where she is developmentally and how great she's done. She hasn't had any issues with organ rejection. And so I think there needs to be more research for patients, especially pediatric patients, because there isn't any access for uh, children or any studies. Uh, There's not enough studies to where we can see how the plant could be utilized for those children. If they can microdose uh, adult medication that they would typically give to an adult that has heart issues and microdose it for a child, let alone a newborn, they can definitely do the same with cannabis. So that was the first indicator for me that this is something that could be done because I'm looking at this medication like how can they even you know give this to a child Mm -hmm. and it's because of microdosing or making a specific compounded formula that fits a child that size that age like there's a lot of different factors so for me it's so I'm so passionate about that part I'm so passionate about patients and people getting equal access uh you know to this plant and I think that you know, with the studies that are out there that are not in the forefront, it needs to be brought to the light. I found out about a study where uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the University of South Carolina, where they studied uh, how cannabis use reduced the chances of organ rejection. And I found that extremely interesting and started to look further into it because it's those studies that's going to help impact the medical side of things. Yeah, because... Uh... I believe the body has the cannabinoid sensors, right? It's the biggest sensory 
that we have with well, us. But you want to what you're doing there is you're getting the body to be like, hey man, come well, on over and hang out. The it's sensors all good. are yeah, the sensors are found in every organ in the body. Yeah, and the cannabinoid receptors chilling out and not being so ready to, you know, kick everything out. Yeah. Like, hey, you ain't from around here. Nah, nah, you can roll with us. We yeah. get with you. So like, hey, man, we're yeah. high, dude. Like, <laughs> hey, come kick chill. it with us. That makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to me. Yeah. Sorry about that. It's all oh, no, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, Look, way worse. We got, yeah, Don't we got kids. Worry. Yeah, Don't even worry about Listen, that. Listen, my daughter will find, you can ask Red. I will hide anywhere in the house and she will find me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care where I am. Does, when you, she will you find me kids, and just start. Once you have out, kids, like, they come okay, find you. Okay, you gotta go to dad now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey, Redman, got a question for you, bro. Yes, sir. So, you being a part of this, right, and a founder of this, correct? Um, Absolutely. Do you have anybody in the entertainment industry that's riding with you with this right now? Well, here's the thing. It's about with this industry or any industry or just anybody, especially in these times and days, you have to have, you want to show. I'm, I was always been the kind of guy that if I'm going to, have someone ride along with something that I believe in or a platform that I am a part of. I, I want to show them execution. Okay. I want to show them data because, you know, of course I can get like anybody that's in the uh, industry to ride along with me. Like if I was to explain this to Snoop or be real or my boy Mev, because we're like the forefathers of this uh, marijuana industry and especially from the hip hop version of it. Um, and anybody else that smokes would be uh, would definitely be, you know, inclusive to ride along with me. That would that's not a problem at all. Um, not now, because I haven't reached out to these people yet, like to my comrades yet, because I still think we have some I's and T's to dot and cross so I can make a nice presentation. Because at the end of the day, I we're not looking to where we're, I'm not looking and, and, and my, my colleagues are not looking for people to just say, we need help. Like we need you to be a part of this to help us. We want to demonstrate it to a fact that you need to be a part of this to have a better marijuana industry, a better cannabis industry. If you believe in this industry, like I do, you know, I subjected a lot of things in my life for this industry. Uh, you know, when some of you guys were just, Still in high school and shit, you know. I was on the front lines with this shit. Dog, like, and I was yeah. listening to you and smoking <laughs> you know? along with you and saying, "I love that dude." So thank you exactly. for what you've done and, so far. Exactly. So you know, uh, you know, I was on the front lines with this shit and not even knowing I was on the front lines with this shit in the early '90s for this uh, cannabis movement. So when I when I make a package or when I make a presentation to my comrades, to my colleagues in this game, I want to I want it to be right. I want them wanted to be hands down, you know, not uh, not even thought about twice. Like I need to be a part of this. Yeah. And even when I mentioned it on Versus, like when me and uh, Redman and uh, Met the Man Versus, even when I mentioned it on Versus, I had a lot of a lot of people reaching out, uh, wanting to inquire about what we're about, and uh, you know, finding out uh, you know what this can this National Cannabis Party is about. So my thing is. I don't, I have never, I, I, I would never, I'm not going to treat this, this National Cannabis Party, 
that you know me and my sis is a co-founder and definitely a big part of it i i want i'm not going to spoon feed it i'm not going to be yeah. like here just be a part of the national candidates party please because we no i'm going to have people knocking like yo we need to be a part of this just like our our, uh, our indigenous friends that's that's been knocking at our door that we uh you know we're doing business with right now when they heard it on versus they was like we got to be a part of it Redman's said that's going down we have to be a part of it because they know my criteria they know my fabric of what i put in this industry as far as the marijuana and the hip-hop industry so they know anything i say is going to be really like kind of a hundred percent without even thought about like let's just give it a check let's Let's see what it's about, at least. So I don't. I'm not going to spoon feed it to anyone. I'm going to have people knocking at our door for it. And the only way to do that is we finish dotting our eyes, crossing our T's, which we're doing right now. My sister's working hard to to get all these preliminaries uh, done of what we need to make our job a little bit more lenient when we talk to people. Because at the end of the day, it's about showing execution, data, and numbers, and power in the people. And that's what we're gaining right now. So we're on a good path right now. Me and sis, we're putting in the footwork. Our team is putting in the extra work behind us. And like with Andrew Barringer as well and the rest of the team that was in Vegas, we made some good marks out there. So we're just going to continue that movement, man. And I don't have to explain anything to anyone. I'm going to have everyone coming to me like we need to be a part of this. Hell yeah. That's right. I can dig that. You ever think about Absolutely. running yourself in some offices? I'm sorry. You thinking about doing joining the political like uh, movement? You gonna run for like president, governor, mayor, something like that? <laughs> <laughs> nah, not at all. What's funny is I'm not even a political person. I just use common sense. I'm like a common sense guy. Like uh, I can just yeah. feel the the temperature of the world. Like I just feel the temperature of the world, and I usually and my my thoughts all these years hasn't been wrong. Um, I think the National Cannabis Party is about as political uh, as I'm gonna get because it's really something I believe in. And I can strongly say, you know, like I tell everybody, like there's a Democratic Party, there's a Republican Party. Now there is the National Cannabis Party. And if I'm going to be part of any party, I'm going to be part of that. Like, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I couldn't never, I couldn't really say I was a Democrat part of the Democratic Party or the Republican Party because there's a lot of issues that I think that needs to be touched on. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I'm not political, but this for this industry uh yes we need lots more unity we need lots more education social equity a lot more expungement it's a lot to work it's a lot of work to be done in this industry but i can actually say that i'm happy to be a part of this party i am happy to be co-founder i am happy to be a part of something for change yes sir at the end of the day uh, a lot of people are afraid of change and we're not and uh we're willing to pull it all on the line to 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 build a better structure for this industry i would say hell yeah now okay let's say uh you get a, a candidate and um they get in the office right how do you how would you be able to hold them accountable you know if they're not you mean like if someone's it's, running yeah. and they're a Democrat you know how or they Republican? Do, you know how they do that usual bullshit where they lie to you like, oh, I'm going to do this. And they get in there and don't do shit. <laughs> you mean like almost right. every political person you've yeah. ever we, had in the world? You mean if we decided to support 
someone in a de democratic or, uh, or Republican party? Yeah, any party right there. Yeah, if you decide to support uh, somebody. Yeah, what's the recourse? A bunch of stoners going to show up and, and throw rocks at them or what? Are we, you know? Like dreadheads in the lobby. Dreadheads in the lobby. We're trying to get to that level where we're recognized, just like the Green Party is recognized. We want to be recognized where the Republican or the Democratic Party will look at us like, wow, well, the National Cannabis Party, they are party too, and they got lots of people. Let's tap in. The thing we're going to do is we're going to make them accountable. Okay. We're going. We're not going to stop until they're accountable. We have the numbers, we have the data, and we also have the proof of what they're saying. So we're going to hold them accountable. And uh, it's it's just like just like saying like, hey, bro, you tell me something, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna stand on what you're telling me. That's just it. We're not gonna we're not uh, looking. For, we're not going to take payoffs for for bigger corporations. That's mm -hmm. not us. We're for the plant and for the people. So when you, it's all about changing the way of pe people think. You know, we want to change the way the industry thinks, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna demonstrate it by by leading by example. And that means no money will be taken from a corporation for for any kind of promises or any kind of favors or anything we're going to stand on these people word that tell us they're going to do something and if not we're going to make them accountable and we're going to run it in the ground until they become accountable because we're not accepting anything less but the truth because Preach. like i said this is a this is a uh this is a cannabis industry not really a political industry where we're looking for for anybody that's running for candidates to make us a promise so we can get into their office. We yeah, have our yeah. own office. We have our own movement. And and when we have the people behind us, the data, the the numbers behind us, I mean it's like it's it's not even it's it's, it's not even like something that we need to think about or it's not even something that they have to lie about. Just tell us the truth and we can help you. But we will make them accountable. Like gotcha. I don't know how if I gotta run to their house and, 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 and stand in front of their house with picket signs, like you told us something, you're gonna stand on it. Then that's what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's what the fuck we're gonna do. It's my weed and I want it now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. Like I said, but like I said, we we we're not a movement that's gonna accept money. We're not a movement that's gonna accept favors for the bigger corporations or any of that. So that puts us in a league right there okay we don't need them we're we're our industry this cannabis industry is strong enough on its own without it and the only thing we need is the people to stand behind us my our goal look our one of our goals is going to be taking it off of schedule one if yes, we sir. take that off of schedule one we are the people Yep, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. That's facts. That's right. All day. Yeah, yep. schedule one is a major, yep. major, major problem. We need to be able to sell the shit and have taxes paid and use credit cards and be able to bank. Plus you can you know, you get your you get pure. You're not getting no extra chemicals added into something, you know, with all the stuff that's been going on with all these cats ODN all shit that's been well, added. I mean, you know, stuff. that's that's why but I, that, I support know. legalizing all drugs, which is why I probably wouldn't be the best person for you guys to have run onto your candidate. You know what I mean? But maybe. I don't know, you know. I got a lot of wild and crazy thoughts, you know. 
Me <laughs> we all there, brother. <laughs> we all there, brother. Being transparent, we all there, brother. Damn right. <laughs> you know, like I talked about on this show, running for president many, many a time, uh-huh. and having yeah. weed growing all over the White House, and Lincoln Bedroom going to have grow boxes in it, the whole deal. Like, you know, <laughs> weed's going to be everywhere <laughs> when I'm president, and that's just one of the many things that I'm going to do. But, you know. Right. We would, we would maybe have to have uh, political uh, party conversations as to whether or not I could be a candidate for you, but I've probably blown it if anybody <laughs> listens to this show. We almost have 600 episodes, so you go listen to at least three episodes from the last four years, and you're going to be like, yeah, you can't run for president, dude. <laughs> but anybody should be able I to vote for, for you. Hell yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Like, I don't care if that's the only vote I get. Yeah, I'm gonna vote for you. I'm you now you're transparent yeah. about it. You that's know, right. That's you that. More accountability yes. and transparency in this uh cannabis industry. But most of all, we need more unity. Yes. You know, these little functions we go to is like it's it's still the same way. It's like everyone has their own little uh they you know, everyone goes to a booth and everyone goes but you know, and check out different products, which is great. But what do we leave there with? We leave there with some good business and something that can help our own our own brand, but nothing that that brings like unity towards the whole cannabis movement. And we want to be those people. We want to be that umbrella for everyone. And uh, like I've been explaining, uh, even with my sis, when we're talking to people, we let them know. Like bottom line is, uh, we're not in competition. With any brand of cannabis, we're not a flower-based uh, platform or a CBD platform or any kind of platform that deals with that. As far as the cannabis in its natural state, we're behind the structure of the cannabis business, and so that that gives like a kind of relief onto any like dispensary or any platform that's dealing with cannabis. Like we're not in competition. We want to be those guys that help build a better structure, even for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we 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 want to be those guys that that handle the dirty work that people are afraid to that don't have time to do uh, as far as education and, and, and expungement clinics and, and, you know, helping people get a license. We want to be those guys. So that's why we just we we firmly say, listen, we're not in competition. We just probably need a little funding. Everything needs funding. Oh, yeah. Even for this show right here, we on. Your show needs a little funding. Yeah, can't sir. Get up here <laughs> without a little bit of funding to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So this is this is where we want to really strongly uh, uh, put our point across, get our point across to the people that listen. We want to be those guys for you. Be a part of something. You know, be a part of what you want to do, but don't have time to do it. Let us be that that political party that does it for you. And we just need a little funding. A lot of funding. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we riding with you. Red's point. Um, is definitely. I'm. I'm glad that he said that because that is something that we wanted to emphasize. Because you know, people see you coming and they're thinking that, oh well, you know, how does this affect my business? How does this help me? You know, how how is this supposed to benefit me? And when you do go to some of these expos and things like that, hold on. So when you go to 
some of these expos, you don't really hear much talked about when it comes to policy, when it comes to advocacy, when it comes to, you know, the issues that exist in the industry. It's one thing to promote your brand and your business, but there should be social responsibility built into every business model that's within the cannabis space. There should be accountability for companies that are coming into the space, especially those that are setting up shop in communities that have been disproportionately impacted mm -hmm. by the war on drugs. So if you're going to set up dispensaries in these communities, then you should take it upon yourself to make sure that you have something built into your business model where it is giving back to those same communities. These people are paying your bills. They're buying products out of your dispensary. So you need to engage the community the same way that they write in legislation that they're going to take a certain percentage of tax revenue and put it into social equity or reinvest into those communities that are disproportionately impacted. But how? There's no clear plan. And even when they speak on it, sometimes you go and you read through the legislation and it doesn't even mention social equity. So how are they going to allocate that tax, that tax revenue? How are they going to divide it equally among all the cities and all the municipalities in the state? Because if you think of a city like New York, that's where I'm from. And New York, everybody knows everything is typically centered around New York City. So that tax revenue coming in, how is that going to be equally split to every part of New York? New York is an entire state. It's not just New York City, mm -hmm. right. regardless of how much money that is generated and it's considered what you know the financial capital of the world but that still needs to be allocated to every single city how are you going to do that how are you going to ensure that the community is getting what, what they need what i don't like is when people speak this way and speak for the community but they don't talk to them they don't engage with them mm -hmm. they don't have any conversation that says this is what we want to do but we need to know this tax revenue that is going to be put into your community. What do you need? How has your community been impacted in ways that we don't even know about? Instead of someone coming in and just building a whole bunch of unnecessary things that the community doesn't need or doing things that doesn't really directly impact the people. So there needs to be more conversations and how are you going to get together with the community to do that? How are you going to work with civil organizations that have already been on the ground doing the work in the communities? These are the people you need to be talking to. So I feel like the more that we can hold people accountable and make sure that these things happen, the more it's going to benefit the people because that's who needs to benefit the most. We can't lose the culture mm -hmm. of this industry. There's so much culture that's been built around cannabis that can easily be diluted and even forgotten if these corporate interests come into the space and dominate the entire market. So I think that the whole like the culture of the plant, the people of the plant, everything that's centered around all the amazing benefits that cannabis has and the fact that it's pretty much the great unifier. It brings people together in a way that you've never seen anything else do. So we have to protect it and we have to make sure that we empower the people to do the same and put themselves in position to be able to impact their communities and even run for office because sometimes you just need real people mm -hmm. in position that's going to speak mm -hmm. for the community in a way that a typical politician doesn't how can you have someone in office that's what I in do, a community <laughs> that they don't even relate to the struggles that are happening there they can't even understand the people because they don't come from that hmm. so you have to people have to start putting up 
candidates that come from their own community that's been doing the work, that's been tapped in with the people from day one. You have people sitting in office that's been there 30, 40 plus years, and you wonder why things don't change. Because you keep voting in the same people with the same platform, well, uh, the same a lot of that way that they think and do things. The political and just because they're Democratic or Republican, you don't even know what their platform is. Huh. But if you're Democratic <laughs> or Republican, oh, I'm voting for them because of that. But you don't take the time to figure out what they're saying, mm -hmm. what platform they're standing on, what are they for, what are they against. That's important because you keep voting them in and you're like nothing's changing well they've been there for 30 years <laughs> so what do you expect to change right. if you're not putting new people in that will have a different voice and a di different perspective well that's the thing with politics people get in and they get in there for 30 and 40 and 50 years and then and, they get lobbyists and, to well, start stuffing pockets well and what happens is you go in your first couple of years and then the lobbyists start telling you stuff and giving you money and then you start changing your thoughts and you start changing the, the policies that you support and such. So, you know, there's so much systematic stuff in the politics that needs to be changed. And part of what you're talking about, like salvaging the culture of cannabis is like the like we've all been criminals forever. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's an element of that culture that we're going to have to let go at some point somehow but that's a lot of what I see cannabis culture as being. Like, if I smell someone that smells like weed 10 years ago, I might discreetly say, hey, man, you smell real nice. You know <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, but nowadays, I'd be like, hey, man, do you want to hit this blunt I'm about to go around the corner and smoke or whatever? You know what I mean? Like, like there's a, like, I, nowadays, I'm way more open to just hollering at somebody that might clearly smoke weed when i'm about to go smoke some weed because like hey like i like people and i like people when they're high and i'll go get high with this random person now whereas 10 or 15 years ago i'd have been like that motherfucker looks like he smokes weed but i'm gonna go around this corner behind myself and <laughs> go get high real quick before i go watch this this stupid movie i'm gonna see or whatever i'm doing you know what i mean but it's it's tough to like really grasp how to how to bring that 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 underground culture to light and not lose it when it's becoming legal it's really weird to me right it, it is it is really and it is one of those things that you don't really have any clear plan as to how that's going to happen but to to lose it it's like you don't want to lose it because you don't you want people to always understand the history even as history is changing as we're making history by doing this people still need to understand it because I'll never forget. Uh, I think I was in fourth grade and I had a social studies teacher that told us, he said, you know, if you don't know your history, you're doomed to repeat it. And that stuck with me for the rest of my life because it's true. If you don't know and understand your history, you're going to continue to repeat mm -hmm. the same things and you're going to make the same mistakes. You're not going to learn or grow because you're not taking into consideration what happened before you? Who did it before you? Even right now, when we look at all the people that have came, that came before us, that fought for civil rights, that you know made it so that we are able to do the things and have the free liberties that we have right now, and this is a much bigger issue than just cannabis. When you think about your civil rights being taken away, mm -hmm. that's really what this is all about. People don't realize that your freedom is being taken right in front of your face and people are arguing over the simplest things. 
it's more important than just you know yeah we we enjoy the plant we love everything that it does for us and yet we're not really not saying everyone but there's a lot of people that's just not really focused on what the real issue is and in these next few years it's going to be vital for us to organize and come together and make sure that we're at the forefront of what's about to happen because the country is divided there's a lot of things that are happening politically that does impact every single one of us cannabis is one of them and so if you start to really educate people on those things and even have it may take a you know a couple days or even a few weeks but even having sessions where you're collectively going through those bills and actually reading them yes they're long yes it's a lot there but it's going to help you understand because that fine print like when they say you know the devil is in the details it really is because then you start to go through that bill and you're like wait a minute i didn't know that they did that so it's it's going to require everyone to do that and to become educated in a way that they probably didn't think they would have to because of the times that we're living in right now. If they will do it in one state, they will most definitely do it in another, oh, which is yeah. why we have our first state committee under the National Cannabis Party is the National Cannabis Party of Georgia. Georgia is a very important state, especially with everything that's going on, the voter suppression and things that are going on politically behind the scenes that everyone may not be aware of. If you let it fly in one state, you can almost guarantee they'll it'll keep going. Because if you don't fight back, they're just going to roll over mm -hmm. on everyone and just continue to do it. Because when there's no resistance, it's like, oh, well, they're not even paying attention. Okay, so it worked here. Let's do it there. And then the next thing you know, people are like, well, when did that happen? When you weren't paying attention, yeah. <laughs> when you were distracted somewhere else with something else, they did it right under your noses. So everyone's eyes needs to be open and everyone needs to be aware of what's going on because there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that can really, really be harmful to the people, especially when it comes to our freedom to choose. We should have the power of choice because that is our God-given right, but it's being taken from us. And we can't allow that to happen. And if cannabis is that platform that is going to bridge that gap and stop that from happening, then so be it. Hell yeah. That little flower, man, it brings everybody together. Like I was telling uh, Mason here, the very first time we went to the National Cannabis Festival, we were walking around and so we, we met so many people because we, we're social people. You know, we talk to everybody. <laughs> And uh, some it, of y'all are <laughs> well, y'all anyway. motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I was just enjoying the atmosphere, <laughs> fucking in my buzz and shit. Y'all all talk to everybody that's walking and shit. I just want but, my business. Hey man, we're having fun on this podcast. What, we're trying to promote it. And what tell got people about me it. was that I'm like, you know, we're we're talking to people that normally, you know, you would run across and you wouldn't even think about having a conversation with each other, you know. And I was like, you know what? The one thing we all got in common here is we all love this this plant. So. The plan can, I, t to me anyway, can really unite a lot of people if they know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. It'll make you, it'll make you talk to somebody <laughs> if you don't want to talk Absolutely. to them. It, it, it makes some people cooler. You know, you can actually hang out with those motherfuckers. You, know? like, you, know, you need to smoke this shit. Put it this way. Hip-hop and this cannabis plant has been uh, a universal language. Yes, sir. For yes, everyone around the world for the last... 
30 to 40 years. Uh-huh. Like, special, like, uh, like just in general, like, you know, far as hip hop, you know, we all cultures were able to understand each other just from this music industry. Uh, and I, and I say that by saying like, you know, when we go to other countries, especially back in the nineties, when it was like, really like, cause you know, overseas, overseas is like 10 years behind yeah. far as music sometime, but 10 years ahead on fashion, uh, they wouldn't even know the words because of the like they just got they they felt the movement of it they felt the feeling of hip-hop which made them more crazier because you know they say the key words out your rhyme but they won't and repeat all the words like over here in the states mm-hmm. they went on feeling so this plant it not only has his you know has its purpose as far as healing you know uh in medical ways and, and a lot more components that we haven't discovered about this plant like it's over 400 more components that need to be discovered like none of us will be living and our children's children probably won't be living until all the components are discovered mm-hmm. you know it's so many components to be discovered but one thing i can say is the the uh the 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 movement behind this cannabis plant uh plant has united so many people and and been a universal language just like hip-hop because of how we explained it in our songs and what people see in movies and and now it has united like you can go i can literally go overseas and you know just like you said bro you could walk up on somebody and they probably don't even know how to speak english but if you pull out a joint, uh-huh. they know how to talk. They know, they know what that is. Like, yes, ah, yes, I do that. So it's, it's 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 more than just you know what we think this plant for. This plant has this brought so many people together mm-hmm. by being what it is, by being that natural form of what God's gift. And everyone loves God, you know. Everyone, and if you don't love God, I can't even commute with you. We're not even no. on the same vibe. We're not even on the same <laughs> wavelength. So this plant that, that's given from God united a lot of people, just like hip hop. So that's why I am, I could strongly say that I am here forever on it. <laughs> I will always be behind it. And, uh, you know, National Cannabis Party, man, we just building that structure, man. So, Hell you know, yeah. thank y'all for even, you know, tuning in and even believing in what we're uh, promoting. You know, because, you know, I'm sure you guys don't just have anybody on your show. It has to be something with substance and purpose. And that's what we're about. Well, hell, like and, I said. And a lot of fun. Absolutely. A lot of fun. And a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely a lot of fun. Like, when well, we, we met you guys. We're we around. We some wild people. Oh, I listen. We, we lit Vegas on fire. Big uh, <laughs> facts. Big facts. Vegas is dope, man. It's easy to light Vegas on fire. That's a, that's a place to be right there. Absolutely. So how can people get in touch with you all? Like, uh, how can they donate or find any information on the Cannabis Party? Yes, so they can go to www.nationalcannabisparty.org. They could go on Instagram, at National Cannabis Party. Of course, y'all know y'all can go to Redman's IG to see what we're up to and what we're doing as well. At Redman Gilla. uh, Go ahead. At Redman Gilla. Yes, yeah. that's right. Shout 
that out. So yeah, definitely you can go there and sign up and you can put in information about how you would like to support or even just send us a direct message when you go to the website to sign up. Of course, you can make donations. We accept all donations. I don't care if it's a dollar. If that's all you got, it's all welcome. However you want to support is something that is going to help us continue the movement, empower the people, and get more people to join. We're trying to hit um, our first goal to hit 100,000. So run our numbers up and make sure that you go out and support. Tell other people about National Cannabis Party. Express your, you know, whatever what issues you would like to see resolved. Talk about the things that, you know, share your stories. We would love to share your stories and put that out there about how cannabis has helped you. You can also hashtag on social media, um, hashtag the number four, NCP. So that's how you can tap in with us. And if you, if you can see my shirt, you see this little logo, that's yeah. us. So that's definitely right. she has the, tap in. NCP shirt. That's right. That's right. And and the earrings. Yep. That's right. So, I see it. <laughs> so you know, I'm I'm repping. I'm like I'm from Brooklyn. Y'all know everything we do is extra. So <laughs> Well, hell yeah. So, do y'all have any, like, home bases, like, uh, uh, like any place set up in different states besides Georgia? We are setting up other states. There are people who are coming to us that are interested in starting the, the state chapter, and there are certain requirements that you have to have in order to do that, and that is something that we do help and assist uh, any group with. You need at least 10 people to start with. So if you, have right those ten, uh-huh. if you have those 10 people and you want to start a state committee, definitely uh, reach out to us so we can help you get that set up. And so that six. we can start organizing and structuring Seven. that because it's been an overwhelming response of people from different states that want to go ahead and start that state committee. All right. Exactly. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I agree with you on everything you think politically, but I know I agree with you on marijuana, uh-huh. cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, um, hey, like I said, if that if that has to be the way for things to change politically, then so be it. We have to find ways to be able to bring people together and empower them. The power is really in the hands of the people. I don't know where or what happened to where people stop believing that or don't realize that they need your votes you vote and put Mm -hmm. these people in position so you have the power to also get them out of office and you have the power to hold them accountable i cannot stress enough petitions do work people they work they it may seem old school it may seem like it's not effective i have seen petitions get things done that i haven't seen anything else be able to do in, in like a really, really long time. Petitions have gotten people off of death row. Petitions have gotten people out of prison. Petitions have done a lot for people. And because the numbers speak, numbers matter. So the more people come together and support this, the, the more powerful we are. There are right now 111 million registered voters that support cannabis. That's a lot of people. So imagine even if we just had 10% of those people that were supporting and that we were educating and empowering to go out there and literally be the boots on the ground. It reminds me of, you know, how back in the day they had the street teams when they Mm -hmm. were promoting artists and 
that's that's what we need we need those street teams out there we need people out there that are constantly in motion spreading the word and organizing because that is really how we make this movement more powerful sweet sign me up that's right word (laughs) well shit i don't even know if there's anything else we can even talk about at this point (laughs) I mean, hell. I, I Thanks for embarrassing me yeah. in the beginning, guys. Oh, no problem. We got you. Did this we embarrass we you? It was a little embarrassing. It's oh, okay. I don't even know if we were on air. <laughs> we could rehash it out. We, you know we were. Mean? He <laughs> said we were. <laughs> were we? All right, cool. He'll just if, troll if, me anyway. No, I'm, I'm going to need y'all to, to put some respect on Miss T name now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Respect with a K, all right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do that. Lady T got all kind of names and you know, yeah. we got nothing but respect All right, Lady T. I got your back over here, sister. <laughs> yes, you know, thank you. Sophia, you clicking know, up over here. You yeah. know, you, you live That's in right. Virginia, right? I think when I oh, saw you on you Montel, I think when I saw y'all on Montel, yes. you said you were in Virginia. So if you're ever in the Warrington area, you know, on a Sunday, we do this every Sunday. We'd be more than welcome. You'd be more than welcome to be on here, oh hanging gosh. out with us. And You're gonna invite I, her here. She's looking, her and Red are both welcome <laughs> hey, here. Now, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get a maid. I'll get, I'll get her maid. And apparently, you know what I mean? Cause we just need you to let we, us know. We live in the crumbs around here and shit. Oh, you know? oh, but I don't get that. Oh you see, they don't clean for no, me. No, I would love that. I'm in. I'm in the Hampton Roads area of okay. VA. Oh, so. Yeah, I'm here in Virginia. I, I think it's a very unique area. The seven cities reminds me of the five boroughs mm-hmm. of yeah. New York City. And I think it's a lot of potential here that's just so untapped. And I've been trying my best to try to, you know, bring more things to the area because I just think it's a really unique place. Yeah, it is. It's a really it's different vibe here. So, yeah, Virginia's I'm unique hoping. for sure. Well, invite yeah, us to something. Definitely. Invite us to something. That's not too far of a drive. Yeah, we could make it down there. If you have like a national cannabis thing going on down yeah, in Hampton, yeah, just let, us, let us, know. us know. Yeah, we're going to be doing some events and uh, expungement clinics, different community initiatives. So we'll definitely keep you all posted about what we're going to do, where we're going to be. Because the plan is to be able to launch these initiatives across the country. Expungement clinics are really, really important. Yes. Uh, reentry programs, really important. We want people to be able to have the opportunity to participate in this industry. There's no reason why a person should, you know, literally give up, the, lose their freedom and have to rebuild their lives and come home to nothing. No mm-hmm. opportunity, you know, already hard enough to get a job. If they're still on papers, they still got a report. So why not build programs to where we can give them opportunities? We can educate them. We can provide housing and different things. It's not tied to, you know, government uh, resources because they won't be able to participate, especially if they have an F on a report card. So there's a lot of things that I believe can be done that we can create. Well, I always say what you don't see, you have the power to create. Mm -hmm. So if you are not seeing certain things being done, create it. If you're not seeing you know, you're not, they're not doing things the right way that's really benefiting your community. You have the power to create it. All you have to do is br- bring together those like minded individuals and just do it because people are going to convince you not to because it doesn't benefit their agenda or because it's something that, you know, they just don't believe can be done because they're so used to things being the way that they are. Yeah. But that's the mentality that we have to change. We have to recondition the minds of the people. And so sure. that they understand. You do have power, you do have a voice, and you have people who will stand with you and fight for you against the powers that be that 
want to stop you from having, you know, what's rightfully yours and what you should have the power to decide for your own life. So I always say that if there's enough of us that do that, then you'll begin to see that change. It has to start somewhere. It's too much to keep. It's too much energy to keep talking about the same things and you're not mm-hmm. trying to do anything to change it. That that just does not make sense to me. Y'all want to see change, but then y'all want to sit there, oh, it's never going to change. But sitting there and doing nothing is definitely never going to change. And constantly putting that out there, there's power in your words. So constantly speaking negatively, saying it won't change, then that's what you're mm-hmm. going to put out there. Right. So yeah. I think believe. that the more of us that do that and start to change our perspective on how we think about politics and start reshifting our minds to how politics should be and start implementing those things, then it has no choice but to change. Yeah, I got we got a thing on here where I say little bits by little bits. You know, you do these little bit things here and there, here and there, it's going to knock off big boulders. It's, you know, it's going to be like Absolutely. a snowball effect. Yeah, you got to chip away at stuff, man. Nothing yep. happens overnight. People don't believe in yep, hard work. Absolutely not. That's part of what the problem is these days. Nobody believes in hard work. They're all in that instant gratification. You know. Right. The micro I call it the microwave generation. Everything mm-hmm. gotta be quick and easy. And it's like, no, the best things that we've seen happen has come from a lot of work being put in. You gotta get dirty. You, you don't funny. put in the work. Like I think of it like you'd call it the microwave generation, like somebody would say, Does Stofers make one? And you're like, <laughs> Nah, yo, we gotta like buy the raw stuff and put it together. Nah, I don't want that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I just wanna take the wrapper off and throw right. it in the microwave. I just and it's peel like the no, quarterback we and microwave need more that than that. Need that sustenance. Yes, something that's gonna stick to your ribs. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, Take the blade satisfy that pants. hunger for a minute. Like grandma used Especially to. Especially if you're a smoker. Yeah, it's like Big Mama house. You want to have that good meal. Yeah, Stouffer's ain't gonna right. cut it. That's just not gonna cut it. No, Hell it's yeah. not. <laughs> oh man. Well, shit. Yeah, like uh, like I was saying, I'm not sure if there's much more we can talk about at this point because are you, have you guys hit on all the points you're trying to make? Like, I really want to make sure that like no, you guys know. you guys are getting out the points you're trying to get out there because like this is as Red said, I don't let just anybody on here. So you know, you <laughs> yeah. guys are you guys are yeah, on here. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We just like I said, man. Uh, uh, we we just we strongly uh, stress that you know we want to let anybody that's know in the cannabis industry that you know that. We are, you know, we're not in competition. Like we, we want, we we're not looking for anything from you to make us better than you. All right. We want to bridge that gap in between all industries to come together for one cause at the end of the day. And uh, like, you know, to put it bluntly, let us be the guys to do that dirty work. Let us be the guys for, and do the things that your company or your brand haven't had time to do like doing the sponging and cleaning. Cause if, Imagine if all the dispensaries, every brand out there had this type of fabric of wanting to help the industry. Mm-hmm. Our industry would dominate everything. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to implement. Uh, just the power of the people, the power of the plant. And we're not in competition with anybody. Just let us be the guys to do that work. Let us put that work in for the structure of this cannabis industry. Um, and if you have any ideas, if you want to be a part of it, history, because this is history in the making. Even you guys interviewing us in these beginning stages, you guys are part of our history of, of, of help implement it. You believed in what we're talking about. You believed in the movement. So you are part of history, regardless to the fact. So we want people to be a part of the history, be a part of this fabric of the industry, be a part of something that we cannot let the big corporate uh, guys come in and take. 
when it becomes federal because mm -hmm. you know it will become federal one day oh yeah somebody's gonna push the green light and say it's federal and like i remember i was on a flight uh maybe like seven eight years like maybe seven years ago and uh i was on a flight going to cali and it was this you know this lady a uh, caucasian lady i was sitting next to um she was on the same flight and uh i don't know we just got to talking and you know she asked me i asked her what she do she said she she's a lawyer that handled business for humongous firms like you know billion dollar firms i was like wow and i told her what i do and you know and she said i'm gonna look you up so we continued to talking and i was talking about the cannabis industry and uh i think actually i was just talking about when i was just first got down with pops uh sis uh about this uh thing that i was a part of as far as the you know the qr code for the candies and the you know what we what we was doing for that for the safety of edibles uh a plant uh a tech that uh my partner and my big bro have built you know Safita pops have built for the uh for the safety of kids for this edible uh for for edibles so i was really talking about that and i had to ask her i said you know what she said she said that's very interesting I said, um, all right, besides what you do, do, do you do anything far as cannabis industry? And she told me like maybe seven, eight years ago. She said, well, I'm, I'm, I do business for like, you know, like Walgreens and, you know, that, that type of, that type of fabric of business. And she literally said, listen, I could tell you now that these businesses are buying up farms. And this was seven, eight years ago. Like Walgreens has bought farms. Yeah. Ready. Ready. <laughs> That she said yes. she said she said she said she said their future is selling cannabis over the counter that's what she said strictly cut and dry she said they are planning to sell cannabis over the counter in the future they are buying up farms right now and this was seven or eight years ago so i was like so now they're just waiting mm -hmm. they're just in the cup right. waiting thank and you then, and and when the button is pressed <clears throat> that is it it is going to be a tidal wave of corporations that's coming in going to knock a lot of people out the box if you're not prepared if you're not ready if you're not strongly with the people in the plant or organization that's going to keep you in place or they're going to wipe you right out so i can strongly say let us be those guys let us do the dirty work let us put in the work to help unite this business. And if you want to start your own platform to help doing what we're doing, please, you don't want to join us? Cool. Let uh, Be a part. That'll make us even stronger if you got your own thing going on that's going to help the fabric of this business. But until then, let's bridge everyone together. And that's what the National Cannabis Party is about. Go ahead, sis. Now, I'm so glad you said that because... Federal legalization is coming a lot faster than what people think. People are thinking it's three years old or four years old. We definitely don't have that kind of time. It's we we don't know if it'll it'll be a year from now or a little less than two years from now. And they are already ready. There are people who have gone and bought up a lot of farmland. I think if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. Bill Gates may own mm -hmm. the most land in the entire United yep. States. Yep. That's You're right. scary. You're and I right. didn't even think about. So well, you they think are about already putting things in motion. And here people are sitting there twiddling their thumbs or arguing over like the, the simplest things. And, and they are not looking at what's happening right now mm -hmm. and how they are going ahead and preparing themselves because these people have money. 
they have the money to literally start doing things right away and right you know getting these farms and getting the growers that are out there right now that are the best growers you know the the people that are well versed in genetics Mm -hmm. and all of these things they have the money to put behind it but it's not for the purpose of helping people it's for profit Mm -hmm. and profit only and that's why we have to be the ones to change the tide and bring it together even if they're i've always think about having you know different co-ops that can be big enough and have enough people and enough funding to really be able to compete with what's about to happen and if there's one big gigantic co-op across the country that's bringing all these farms and these growers and cultivators together bringing the different um you know businesses that are in the space together just to make sure that people are protected making sure the plant is protected and having a chance against these huge industries that are trying to come in big alcohol and tobacco rj reynolds state involved. of virginia you know state yeah marlboro marlboro is owned by are, RJ yeah, reynolds, marlboro's you know? already started with that a couple yeah. of years ago they uh said they were going to stop their, their tobacco production in their fields and, and quote unquote do hemp well they want to get absolutely they want to yeah. get that shit federal Reddit, so they can yep. go across state lines mm-hmm. so you can like buy the same the, right. the, C- the ceos of coca-cola Oh yeah. Have switched and bought one of the biggest inside high tech grows of the industry. They have built the the highest the highest of the high tech grow in the whole industry, and these are CEOs of Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. They have built a facility that has the biggest and most high techest grow model of all on the industry, and they are ready. Mm. They are ready. Yes, and that's why we they ain't worried about this little money right now. They ain't worried about this little, this these little, you know, events. They ain't worried about it. They they sitting back waiting. They got money to put everything on hold until the bigger picture come in. And believe me, they are coming. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's why, like, it's, it's gonna be a major fight in Virginia to try to get this state to have reasonable laws mm-hmm. for like smaller time people to be able to get into the money. Because R.J. Reynolds is going to be like, nah, like I think we should do uh, twenty licenses, and we're going to need nineteen of those. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, so right, can- right, right. Mm-hmm. yeah. That that is unacceptable. That is what really, really, really makes me angry. Because of all the licenses that are offered, these they come in and they take all of them. Yep. So who even has a chance? To get a license that's another thing that needs to be addressed that the licensing process nobody even knows how it really works yeah <laughs> they yeah. just know you'll just know if you get one or you don't get one well and, and there's so much corruption in the licensing mm-hmm. that is not even being talked about and that's not being addressed well, and, and is why some states had to shut down licensing because people were suing them because they found out they were letting mso's come in at the last minute after the deadline and still be able to submit their application ahead of people that already had their things in place because they were able to pay somebody on the side it's it's been like that a long time though i was looking at moving to washington state a number of years ago and i was trying to figure out like well what would be the process if i wanted to try to get into the business did you remember because i was talking about there's there's no bugs bugs there right there's no bugs up there it sounds amazing it yeah. sounds great. But. Sounds amazing, man. Place no bugs, but but anyway, <laughs> I ain't never coming in. Like I looked into the the licensing processes, and at that time, it was like 
Uh, yeah, licenses have been handed out, and you're going to need to be a resident for at least six months before you can apply for one. And we don't have any intention of opening license apl- applications back up anytime. We, like, it's not like they were saying, like, you know, on this day, two years from now, we're going to open up for 50 licenses or something. So there was absolutely no reason to even consider moving there because if I wanted to go there and get in on that, like, well, <laughs> you already missed the boat, bro. So seats taken. <laughs> right. Seats taken. Yeah. Like forest, but you know, right. it's that's the thing. It to me, it should be anybody could be, should be able to show up with a bag of weed and they can test it and say, "Yeah, dude, this is good stuff. We'll give you X amount of dollar for it." Like, like the Jew unit's into fishing, right? And he watches that fishing show where they go out in the boat and catch the tuna and bring it back, and they they stick the needle in the tuna and pull out the the core of it. Yeah, and they go, and they, "Oh, this is fatty and it's yep. real nice and red." And I'll, I'll give you forty seven cents a pound or whatever the fuck it is, right? Yep. Or eight dollars a pound yep. or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So like the same thing should be applicable to just any old Tom, Dick, or Harry off the street should be able to grow in his basement and if he grows really fire weed he should be able to take it to his local dispensary and sell it that's to me what or if they don't accept it he should be able to sell it out front <laughs> <laughs> i mean you gotta, gotta, exactly. gotta ride around with it you know what i mean hey just give hey this is discount shit bro you know what do y'all charge all right yeah i got it at half yeah. price i got this you smoke it if you want it shit right here that's what the sign will say you know what i'm saying the door yeah. passed yeah. a nicer test than i ain't taking it back with me i failed the test that that <laughs> stuff in there passed but do you want some bill gates weed no i don't i don't like you know i know i don't right so yeah, micro yeah. soft yeah. No thanks, man. Some Elon Musk. It, 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 it's, it's like it's like at the corner of the market, though, and them the only people you can get your butt from because they definitely know how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. because the political game is, you know, uh, I run with my boy Dupre Kelly. We're trying to make him a councilman of our ward. So I am b- behind the political stages of seeing how the city is ran and the political. Uh, uh, background of a city and just trying to get him into councilman i mean like you know these people will kill for a position and this is just dealing with the city you know mm. these people will bury you alive to keep their position what they had for 30 years mm-hmm. you know yeah. so i can imagine what what the government will do to you and to people just to get them out of their element of saying you know what we're going to just wipe all these little businesses down, these moms and pops businesses. We're going to corner the market. Um, so how are we going to do it? Uh, let's just burn them down. Let's go through and shut them down. Let's go take their licenses. And they do it without even a second thought mm-hmm. about it. So if they want to corner the market so they can be the only ones that selling bud on the block. Oh, they know how to do it. And will they use us as infiltration? Yes, they'll use our own people to infiltrate. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be prepared and aware at the end of the day and be behind a structure that's really on their A game. And that's what NCP is about. We just want to be on an A game. And, and do we have a lot more we need to learn? Yes. Do we have it all together? No, we don't. But we on the right track. And with more people and the more more knowledge that we gain on a team as far as what we're learning, we can we can help this industry better than it is without us. You know, so I mean we just want to be prepared guys like at the end of the day we really want to be prepared and on our tippy toes for when the rush come in because i do believe like sis said that rush ain't too far behind 
That rush is real soon. And uh, we want to be on our A game when it do come. We want to be in position to have a word, a say-so in, in the government and what we're doing. And that's going to show with the number of people that's standing behind us, that's rolling with us or rolling on the side of us of this whole industry. So I want to, I want everyone to keep that in mind. Like, you know, this is not just for us as a come up. We're literally putting our blood, sweat and tears on the line, our own money on the line right now for you guys as well. Not only for us, but for the safety of this industry so that we're very clear on what NCP is about. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Well, thank Playing you for that. That was good, Red. That That's was that good. right there. It was nice. I mean, it's, it's, but you know, <laughs> sis, don't start. Don't start. <laughs> you know, I and, and let me tell you guys, it's also a pleasure to see my sister as president of NCP. It's good to see a woman of color of my culture. Yes. Uh, uh, it's so refreshing to have a woman in position that I actually can learn from and also be a soldier under you know i'm i'm a, i'm a always be a boss now don't don't get it quick. i'm always a boss now. We know. but we know. but but it's just we're doing this in the industry besides hip-hop is refreshing to me that i can take a seat back and learn and even though i'm a co-founder and i'm i'm, I'm in a, a a great chair of this uh platform it's good to just be behind my president which is a, a woman of color that's very knowledgeable. That's very smart. So I'm gonna keep on saying that in every interview, sis. I don't care how many times yes. you say. I'll be like, stop. Yeah, go ahead, yeah, yeah. Go no, ahead. but it's so, it's so refreshing to see a woman behind this. And I, you know, women of the world, we wouldn't be here without a woman. So it's just refreshing. I had to put that out there as well. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that, I, that's right, Miss T. I, I was like, that's right. That's right. She's here. Everybody's devices are falling off. My shit died, man. You know, my shit. No doubt. Act like I don't live here. Well, speaking of like appreciation of women, I gotta say, Red, you're seeing about women's studies and how high. Like, I just love it. I just love it. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. I love it. As you should. I love it. As you should. That's 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 what it's all about. <laughs> you know, it's about about it's about the it's about the respect of a woman. Amen. At the oh, end of the day, and even, you, to, even I had to learn that. So Absolutely, never too late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, shit. I guess we ought to wrap this up. Though. Yeah, so if y'all want to give out that email again, I mean, uh, the website, the hashtag, Instagram, go ahead, plug at before we wrap this on up one more time. Yes, it's www.nationalcannabisparty.org. It's at National Cannabis Party. Of course, Redman at Red Bangella. And it's hashtag 4NCP. So that's hashtag the number 4NCP. Hell yeah. It was great talking to y'all. I'm really, really I, yo, I appreciate when we met y'all. I appreciate y'all coming on. Like, thank you both. Absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to have you guys on sometime no in the future again too. To continue, and, and I'll be gladly to come back on when I'm promoting the album too. So you yeah. know, just with yeah. man. Thank you for everything. Thank you for the support. Please, yeah. please. Oh no, no man, we riding with y'all. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, Red. I don't know yeah. if you can uh, like link me up with uh, somebody I can communicate with to get you back on when you're trying to promote in the future. But we would okay. love, well, oh, love to have you on for that. I got you, brother. Appreciate you. Well, uh, yeah, right. we're going to wrap this up. We'll let you guys get on your way. Uh, and, uh, you know, peace be with you. Yeah, we love, love you all. very much. All right. Yep. Thank you. Y'all. Much love to y'all, too. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. Cool. Well, all right, then. Peace, y'all. All right, peace. All right, peace, y'all. Gone. Well, yeah, so we'll wrap this here show up now. This is going to be the longest episode probably in Mason and French show history. But I um, think we did a... 
it was good having both of them on. It got a lot of information out there for you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, join the political national <laughs> cannabis political party. You know, support the movement, support what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know, check, it's going to help those, everybody out. Check those folks out. They're about helping the people. They're the about plant freedom. and the people. They're about freedom and yes, marijuana, and that's what we're about here at the yes, Mason sir. and French Show. Yes, sir. So uh, as we've been saying, don't forget to uh, keep grinding on the shit you're trying to get done. Uh-huh, little bits by little bits, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. And uh, Protect you know, your energy. Protect your energy. That's some important stuff. And, uh, you know, be kind to people that look like you and be kind to people that don't look like you. You know, don't be a dick. Absolutely. Uh, remember the tenets of the Church of Mason. Uh-huh. And uh, once again, you know, thanks for listening. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, give yourself a big hug. We're yeah. going to go give ourselves a big hug. Self-love. Self-love. <laughs> I'm going to finish some taters up. Man. Absolutely. Self-love is the best good. love. My breakfast. <laughs> well, so yeah, that's that. Four o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon. The unit's God gonna finish his breakfast. So, thanks again for listening, and uh-huh. peace be with you. Peace. Go. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to help support the show, please go to www.patreon.com/slash/the-letter-m-perfect-entertainment. There's a link. In the description of each show at the bottom, if you just scroll down, you'll see the Imperfect Patreon account link. If you're an Apple user, please take the time to give us a five-star review on the Purple Podcast app on your Apple device. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye.